Welcome to the Profit Cast. We're here to talk football. That's football. But we're covering all our local teams too. We bring the unique perspectives of a player and a coach collaborating on the things that bring us together and sometimes tear us apart. This, this is, is the, the Profit, Profit Cast. Cast. Well, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to all of you. We got some breaking news. There's there's new things happening in football every day. We're here to catch you up to speed on everything that we missed and all that's going on here in the meantime. Luke, how was your Christmas break? It was very good. Yeah, very nice. a little bit of an extended Christmas break. A couple yes, of snowballs yeah. thrown in on the back end there. Yeah. Watched a lot of football over the break? I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Called a few basketball games too. We'll get to that mm. next week. next week's episode. Uh, but we got a lot of football to talk about, so we're gonna we're gonna start out with the college football national championship. Congratulations to the University of Michigan, uh, taking down Washington in a. I mean, it really wasn't even that competitive. I mean, Michigan yeah, no, proved was, that they were the best team in the nation in that championship. Yeah, they game. left no doubt. I was very surprised. I I didn't know who was gonna win this game, but I was pretty well con- convinced that I was gonna be close. Yeah. Yeah, I I had thought before the game that it was going to be Washington. Me they too. Had, they yeah. had a really good showing against Texas, and even like the Washington Texas game was close, but it could have been a blowout. I mean, Washington Texas had a lot of things break their way to keep them in that game. Washington could have won that game by quite a bit. So I thought Washington's offense would just yeah. run on Michigan. And did you see what uh, did you see what Lincoln Riley said when he was asked about entering the Big Ten? Huh. Um, he was talking about the West Coast speed and how they were just going to make the Big Ten teams look slow. And if that <laughs> West Coast speed, if uh, if that speed that Washington had that you know beat USC is the same thing, uh, it it didn't really look that <laughs> fast against Michigan. They they were yeah. able to grind them to yeah. a halt, uh, play good defense, run the ball, just just man for man beat beat the Huskies. Yeah. So again, congratulations to the University of Michigan. And this incredible season and their first championship since 1948. So big, big win for the Wolverines there. Yeah. And this final score is a little bit deceptive because Michigan scored two touchdowns late. So because going into the fourth quarter, it was 20 to 13 Michigan. So the the final score makes it look like a little bit more of a blowout than it was. But yeah, that was a little bit deceptive. But really, even earlier, early Mm -hmm. in the game, it was what, 17 to three. For, for part, yeah, of the, yeah. part of the game earlier, yeah, and I thought Washington it could have. At one point, and... Michigan had the ball and almost went up twenty-four to three. So it it was a pretty pretty dominating performance. Yeah, yeah, and you had Johnson for for Washington playing through injuries, mm-hmm. and I heard Penix might have. I yeah, Penix yeah. got banged up at the end of the game. Who knows if yeah. he was struggling with something beforehand? I think we'll talk a lot about Penix uh, as we get closer to some of our draft episodes. It'll be yeah. interesting to see where his stock is and I'm sure Luke yeah. is doing lots of homework about where he's going to go and uh mm-hmm. rating him among other great quarterbacks. I think we got a really good quarterback draft class this we year. We have an excellent draft it, class. This it'll, year. it'll be fun to have a, a good chunk of episodes talking about the yeah. draft this year. Great year to pick up a quarterback late and <laughs> yeah, and and plenty of teams that need it. But before we jump into the NFL, we want to talk just a little bit more about this national championship team um and then the rest of the playoffs as well. So First of all, I want to ask you, Luke, get your opinion. What do you think Jim Harbaugh is going to do now? Now that he's won a national championship, 
you think he's going to stay at Michigan and try to just uh, make make their keep their program on the top, or is he going to move on to the NFL? Trying to get inside the mind of Jim Harbaugh is a dark and scary <laughs> thing to do, and I really would like to avoid that if at all possible. <laughs> he, who knows what he's thinking? Like, you, you never know what he's going to say, and yeah, you never true. know what, what's going on. But uh, yeah, I could I could see him going going pro with all the openings that there are. I could also see him staying. Mm-hmm. And wanting to keep building this momentum at Michigan, so yeah. I I really don't know. the The nice thing is for Harbaugh, he's going to get to do exactly what he wants to do. Yeah, you know. Um, I think if he does, if he does go to the NFL, I, mm-hmm. I say more power to him. I think he did. He accomplished just about everything you could accomplish as a college head coach. I think. Uh, I think that having the uh, ha- winning the national championship. And going undefeated in a season where you were suspended and not with your team for six regular season games. That I mean, that's almost like, oh, tie my hands behind my back and I'll still win the national championship. Now, all Or that, that's saying this team was so good they didn't even need their Well, head yeah, coach. exactly. But but it was because he had built it that way. Because True. because yeah. Michigan was not a, a bastion of talent before he got there. Mm-hmm. He he really built a successful winning culture and recruited some some incredible teams so that they are clearly a tier ahead of Ohio State and and have been for the last several years. Yeah, yeah. So that, you know, it'll be interesting to see what he does. I think it would be fun to watch him in the NFL, but he could he could keep running things in the Big 10. Um it it'll be really interesting to see what the Big 10 is like. Yeah. I think, you know, he's top of the Big 10 right now, but would he still be Top of the Big Ten if he has to play Washington right, and right. Oregon yeah. and USC all in the same season yeah, with Ohio State too. So yeah, if he wants to, if we're like the stock market, if he wants to sell while he's sell high up here, that's that's yeah. where we're at. You don't know if it's gonna go down or if it's gonna keep going up. Right, right. So he he has the choice now if he wants to sell his stocks. Yeah, it would be it would cash be, in while it's high. Exactly. I think if he stays at Michigan, he'll be there for probably the rest of his career yeah so um so again before we go into coaching and careers and some of the openings that are available in the nfl let's talk a little bit more about the rest of the rest of the college football playoffs and some of the other bowl games and and to preface all of this i think it's only fair to say that we we each have our own opinions here on the profit cast we can stand by them uh pretty confidently but it's also important for us to admit when we are wrong uh, so I will admit that I was wrong in thinking that Florida State uh, should have, well, not should have. Um, I, I think that the right four teams, as much as I disagreed with a lot of the ways that it happened, um, I would say that the way the games played out, the committee did about as good as as what they could have done with what they had to work with. I agree. I think that's a good take. And I mean, I wish somebody would have thought of that like before this all happened. That would have been nice to have those opinions. Yeah. Before. Oh, there was oh, somebody uh-huh. was thinking. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to rub it in too much. <laughs> well, humble I, winner here. I, I think that, well, humble winner, speaking of humble winner, Georgia just absolutely destroyed Florida State. And I didn't know, I didn't, 
I wasn't anticipating that game to be too close. I'm disappointed that Florida State didn't have a better showing. And I think that it is, I don't know, as you were watching bowl games this year, did it make you more or less excited for a 12-team playoff, honestly? I maintain the opinion that I'm excited for a 12-team playoff because games like this will actually mean something. Yeah. So it's it's creating six or four – Six, seven, seven meaningful yeah. um, game, more meaningful games, which I appreciate because games like this, if, where if they, if they Florida State play was them. playing with their second strings and yeah. really leaving more questions than answers. I, I agree. And I think it, yeah, it makes you really scratch your head about Florida State and the ACC. And I think they, they not only let themselves down, they let their conference down. Um, but yeah, I think this year we had five good teams. The way that yeah. Georgia played in that game, they they could have had an argument for trying to find a way into the playoffs, but at the same time, they lost their last game to Alabama, and Alabama lost a close game to Michigan. Michigan's the national champion. So, I you know, it played out the way that it needed to that way for that scenario. And if Florida State had kept all of their guys and and rallied around the you know, the team above self, then they they maybe would have been more competitive if they would have beat Georgia. I think it would have been fair if they wanted to raise their own, you know, national championship banner with an asterisk. But but that didn't happen. They didn't mm-hmm. even show up for that game. Yeah, they no. they looked like they would have lost to Liberty. And and, and it leaves you also wondering, like, if if these players really wanted to prove and really thought that they were better than Georgia and really wanted to come out and make that statement, they would have. Yeah. Yeah, well, if they would have, yeah, if they believed they'd have had a shot, more of them probably would have stuck around. Yeah, um, they had some injuries too, which, which you can't help that. But I, I did see that somebody said that with opt outs and injuries, Florida State was down twenty seven players, and with opt outs and injuries, Georgia was also down twenty seven players. So I think there were more opt outs on Florida's side and more injuries on Georgia's side, and it's hard to yeah. compare apples to oranges there. But at the end of the day. The, the two semifinal, semifinal games that we had were incredible. Yeah. I mean, instant classics. Yeah. The, the only complaint that I have, and I've said this before, I really do wish that the, that bowl season kicked off with the semifinal games and ended with the national championship. That way you, you start bowl season with good competitive games that are fun to watch it still gives you a month to prepare for those but then on the back side of that you have almost another month to prepare for the national championship game instead of basically this year what you had is two great semifinal games and then enough time to nurse injuries get healthy relax and then maybe do a little bit of game prep before the national championship when you only have when you have great coaches that only have a week to prepare for the national championship you're just missing part of what could be there if the coaches were given more time to prepare for it. I could I could get behind moving it up. I don't know if I would like starting it because that takes away, to me, takes away so much from the other bowl games. Not because I don't think it would. I think, I think if, having these other bowl games builds anticipation for, this, for the playoff games, and it gives them their own rain, like, spot in the sunshine because, you know, nobody's going to watch – the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. I would the, argue that no one is. The day after 
watching the semifinal game. I, like I, I think more people would watch it if it was its own thing before the playoff. Games. I don't think so. I I think I would have to go look at ratings. I could be totally off with this speculation, but I think that they're just there weren't a lot of people that cared about bowl games and there really weren't a lot of bowl games that were fun to watch outside of those playoff games. And next year it might, it, there might be seven games that are watchable instead of four, but, or three, but we'll just have to wait and see it right now. It, it doesn't seem like anybody really wants to play in a bowl game. And if you want to watch good football, just watch the NFL instead. So I, again, I could be wrong, but I think if you, if you, started with some playoff games but again my my opinion doesn't matter they're starting the first semi-final or the first playoff game is going to be january and the national championship won't be until january 20th next year but i just think that they could do it a little bit differently to get a little bit more of a spotlight on those other games instead of just you know oh we're done with conference championships wins the next bowl game oh it's probably just the playoffs it's january 1st as opposed to oh no you gotta tune into college football on december 20th and then while you're watching it you're watching commercials for the cotton bowl and the citrus bowl and the potato bowl and the yankee bowl and everything else like that then you can say oh yeah i remember kentucky had a decent season it'd be fun to watch them against somebody else you know so i don't know i I think that you could do a lot better job of the sport promoting itself instead of only talking about the top end of it, only only promoting the playoff games and the best players, uh, and then basically forgetting about the other 200 football teams that are still playing the game. Yeah, and this is just kind of the the college football world we live in. I mean, I don't love it. I wish we got to see these. As a true college football fan, I wish we could see all of these teams play one more game. But I guess the world we live in is we have 12 regular season games and one more Pro Bowl. Yeah. Like, or yeah. Scouting Bowl, I guess. See who you're. The fans of these teams still want to make a bowl game so they can see what their backups look like, I guess. But yeah. I, I wish we could see the real thing one more time. Well, yeah, and I think I think there are some real problems because if you look at the Ohio, like fans of Ohio State, they were definitely happier before their bowl game than after. Their their team yeah. did not show up. Yeah, Ryan Day was not in the hot seat before their bowl game, and now everybody says that he is, which I think is ridiculous. I don't but think he is. I don't. I don't think he really is either. But at the same time, you know, if weird things can happen in the sport of football, if they lose three games next year, then he's definitely in a different spot. Yeah. Than, than he is now. So. All of those are just interesting, yeah. <laughs> interesting and his team, problems yeah. with no solution yeah. right now. Yeah, his team put him in a bad position because yeah. nobody played. So. Yeah, exactly. So hopefully hopefully there's with those 12 playoff spots, there's more interesting games. But it would be really good to get a handle on some of the other things to make even non-playoff games a little bit more competitive, a little bit more conference pride. Uh, but again, I, I would be surprised if either of those things happen. Well, it's hard to talk about college football and the college football playoffs without mentioning, again, one of the all-time greats. Nick Saban retired after 17 years at Alabama. I was looking at a few stats last night, and he's uh, he coached for, oh, I can't remember now, the, the total number of years that he coached, but he coached for five years at LSU, I think five years at Michigan State, and another year at Toledo, so 27, 28 years, something like that. 
but but really most well known for his uh, six national championships at Alabama. I think he was two ninety one and seventy one all time. Just really incredible career at Alabama. Um, one of the all time greats, if not the greatest college football coach of all time. So Nick Saban. Uh, walking away on his terms, uh, happy for the guy to to be able to retire and and retire on top. And I think too that nobody really looked at this team throughout the year and thought that this is going to be Saban's last year. And uh, you know, for for the early part of the year, maybe a little bit underwhelming. But the fact that they made the playoffs and were super competitive, probably, well, they were. I think that they played Michigan closer than anybody else did all year. So could yeah. could make a really solid argument for the fact that they are the second best team in college football this year. Um, so again, it'll be a very different sport without Nick Saban coaching the coaching the side down south. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with his replacement and how that uh, kind of culture handoff goes in Tuscaloosa. Uh, but yeah, again, just uh, recognizing one of the all time greats there. Yeah, I hope everybody can put their opinions of Alabama side because everybody hates whoever's on the top oh, yeah. or at least some people in some capacity somewhere. Right. Right. And, um, he won at least 10 games in each of his last 16 seasons at Alabama. And that is something to be remembered for sure. Absolutely. And won, uh, 11 SEC championships mm-hmm. total between LSU and Alabama and also won a championship at LSU. So seven total national championships. Yeah. Yeah, really, really a remarkable career. Crazy and, run. And I was looking at some of the some of the runs that he had. He had two undefeated teams at Alabama. He had a four year stretch where he went back to back to back to back, where he only lost one game from 15, 2015 to two thousand nineteen. Uh, his first year at Alabama, they lost six games, but other than outside of that season, they never lost more than two. Uh, yeah. So, so just a really, I mean, the way that he built culture there. And, you know, he coached several Heisman Trophy winners. And again, um, you know, this this is uh, a sh- the, the time that we're talking about this. We also got breaking news today that Bill Belichick uh, is no longer coaching the New England Patriots. Uh, we, we caught a live reaction to that. So we'll throw that clip in here in just a little bit. But the the fact one of the things that I want our listeners to remember is if you if you grew up watching football, not liking the Patriots, not liking the Crimson Tide because they were on top because they were always winning or or any reason like that. I want to I want to spotlight a little bit of history. There was a time when Bill Belichick and Nick Saban were coaching together for the Cleveland Browns. And they got fired because they couldn't win. So when you look back at the Cleveland Browns of I don't know, 98 or something like that, I don't remember exactly what year it was. They had Nick Saban and Bill Belichick and some other just incredible coaches. I think Kirk Ferentz was on that staff too. Uh, so, but they, they got fired because they couldn't win. And so, you know, you wonder what Cleveland would do now if they, if how, how different the career of the Browns would be through the nineties and the two thousands, if they had kept <laughs> Belichick and Nick Saban. Um, so let's the, the story behind Saban and Belichick retiring is the Browns stink. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, but just the fact that if you like, imagine if Saban and Belichick had gotten fired from the Browns and said, "You know what? This stinks. Football's hard. I don't like getting fired. I'm gonna go be a real estate 
executive or something. <laughs> like how crazy would the sport of football be if those two hadn't gotten fired from Cleveland and had reacted differently than I'm going to prove them wrong. I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm going to rebuild my career. I'm going to rebrand. I'm going to be very much could argue that those are the two greatest coaches that football has ever seen. Yeah. And they were working together and they got fired from Cleveland. <laughs> so, so if, if, if life knocks you down, if you get fired from a bad situation, if you lose a job or you don't make varsity or, or anything like that, don't let that stop you. Don't be controlled by your circumstances or, or the outcomes that are, that surround you. Uh, but rise up, fight against adversity. Um, that sounds a little bit like a rah-rah pep speech, but it, there, mm. one, there, we can learn a lot of lessons from sports and not just from the athletes, but from the coaches as well. Yeah, and that's part of the reason we love sports so Absolutely. much. It's not just a game being played on a field, but there's so many lessons you can learn through it, and you can learn just so much through the sports. Yeah, incredible perseverance and adversity from both of those guys. I, I hope that in their retirement, someone's able to do a <laughs> successful interview and write some good books about these guys because neither one of them, uh, you know, they're both pretty uh, <laughs> closed door, hush hush. You know, neither one of them is really out there flaunting their stuff, especially Belichick. You know, yeah. whenever you ask him a question, you oh, I'm focused on next week and the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, I'm just getting ready for the Jets. Like, <laughs> it's just, you know, you can't get anything from that guy. So hopefully now that he's not preparing for the next opponent, maybe he's able to do a couple of good yeah. interviews and, and we'll get a book out on him or something. But yeah. um, I really would, uh, you know, advise sports fans to look more into their background stories. I mean, Belichick was watching game film with his dad when he was five. Uh, so just, I mean, incredible amount of work that these two men put in and, and both college and pro football is better because of them. Oh yeah. And here's that clip of Luke and I reacting to the breaking news of Bill Belichick out as the new England Patriots head coach. Just do it again. He's he's leaving on his own. It, this says this headline says Belichick leaving Patriots after twenty four seasons. Does it say where he's going? Uh, okay. Is, is that broke by ESPN? Yeah, they're expected to part ways Thursday after remarkable twenty four seasons together. Um, Belichick spent a good part of this week periodically meeting and discussing how each side wanted to proceed. No conflict, ES no is this on ESPN. Yeah, no conflict, no disagreement, and in the end, productive talks resulted in a mutual decision that left both sides comfortable and at ease. I'm not really surprised by that. Are you? I mean, I am just because it's Belichick, right? The name. I mean, yeah. The Patriots are horrible this year, but oh, and not great last year or the year before that. I think it, and I, I mean, it's also fair for Belichick. Like, who knows if he, you know he's getting older, and right, who he's knows if seventy one? Yeah, like who knows if he'll be able to get the Patriots back? Yeah, while he's still in good condition, I guess. Yeah, well, um, and, and, and just what does he want to do? Because what the Patriots need right now is to draft and develop a quarterback. 
Uh-huh. And that takes a long time unless you yeah. get, you know, unless you get a CJ Stroud. Yeah. But everybody last year thought Bryce Young was going to be better than CJ Stroud. Not and me. Almost everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's a roll of the dice to see if they could get a, a play ready quarterback. Whereas mm-hmm. maybe he just wants to have another good run or two. Maybe he wants to go coach somewhere else. Who knows? He might want to be a GM somewhere or do some advising, or maybe he just wants to be done. Yeah. Um, I do know that there is some conflict between Bill Belichick and the Kraft family who own the Patriots. So I wonder <clears throat> how much of that went into this decision. Yeah. And it's protecting his legacy too, just because I think so. Like you want I at least for me, I want to remember Belichick for the six Super Bowls Absolutely. and not for finishing his career with five three win teams or right. whatever. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. For for remembering that like it was bad this year, but what if they gave him one more year and they only won two games, you yeah, know, or right. it, we don't, but yeah, I think the six Super Bowls, absolutely. <clears throat> but I think for such a long time, the Patriots were so irritating. Mm-hmm. Like whoever you were a fan of, I was a big Peyton Manning fan for most of my life. So I followed the Colts when he was there and the Broncos. And it was just every time Sunday night football was on, it was a race between Manning's team and Brady's. Brady's team for the top of the league and so I was I spent a lot of time cheering for whoever was playing against the Patriots and was disappointed in a lot of those games (laughs) because they just kept winning and and they you know a lot of people talk about the greatness of Brady and and they should Um, a lot of people think he's the greatest quarterback ever he's has to be in that conversation Um, but the number of great players that they had around him too was I think one of the incredible things that Belichick did where he didn't go out and just draft all-stars but he really developed incredible players I mean there was one time where it was uh you would look at the Patriots and it was Tom Brady and a bunch of five six white guys like (laughs) Edelman Danny Woodhead yeah uh, Wes Welker like all these just like no-name guys from small schools that would just go out to the Patriots and ball and they were just so fun to watch. I mean, Gronk yeah, yeah. at the height of his career was just untackleable. Like he would catch the ball and just truck people over. It was just he felt unstoppable again, which was just so irritating as a fan of another of another team. Uh-huh. Which I think all of that goes into the greatness of Belichick. So um, remember, remember one of the greats of all time with Coach Belichick, no longer with the New England Patriots. All right, well. Going from that onto the NFL, we got to talk a little bit about the playoffs that are coming right up. We got playoffs right around the corner. Luke, what are some games that you're really excited to look for? Who are maybe some teams that surprise you even making it into the playoffs? Well, the the Steelers are just amazing to me. They they somehow find a way every year to yeah. be above 500. And I was just watching a meme of like it was – a person playing himself as all of the different playoff teams. And uh-huh. then it was like, wait, how are you still here? <laughs> it's like, I don't know. We're just happy to be. Yeah, no kidding. They they always find a way to be be in the conversation. So interesting to see them make it. Definitely surprised to see the Packers make it. Yeah. I thought after they got the doors blown off them by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that they would kind of just lay down and let the Seahawks take the last spot. But I guess not. Yeah. Well, Luke had predicted a lot of good things for the Buccaneers, but I would have been surprised at the beginning of the year if you told me that the Bucs were in the playoffs, the Rams, the Packers, 
the Steelers, and then Houston. Houston has to be one of the biggest surprises that they made the playoffs this year. When you look at where they were last year, the fact that they got a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach, I don't think that's ever been done before, where there's a rookie head coach with a rookie quarterback that made the playoffs in their first year together. Yeah, the the number of under 25 players they have is just oh, insane. Yeah. And star players. You yeah. got Nico. I don't know how old Nico is, but he's young yeah. in his first three years, I think. Yeah. And all of Tank Dell mm-hmm. and all of these guys are just. And if you go back and listen to our draft episode, episode from last year, you will hear that we were both surprised when they took the number two pick overall and then traded for number three, that was Houston putting a flag in the ground saying, we're tired of being bad. We're done being bottom dwellers. We're making a run for the playoffs, and it starts today. And they did it. Yeah. So incredible. Yeah. I mean, definitely have to put their coach in the race for coach of the year. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, C.J. Stroud absolutely has offensive rookie of the year in the bag. Oh, yeah. Uh, So just awesome story for them. And the fact that look who they're playing, an 11-win Cleveland Browns. Led by Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. (laughs) Um, Yeah, uh, I really like Joe Flacco. Uh, But but again, it's a team – that's a team that plays defense, has a run game, and and even though Flacco is their fourth quarterback to start a game this year, I would say he's their – best of those four like just he's done some great things breaking the rust off of his career and and pulling out a retirement to come lead cleveland to just on an incredible run so that cleveland houston is is the first playoff game and that is going to be a fun one to kick off wild card weekend oh yeah yeah it'll that's going to be a fun game to watch and you have a great storyline either way oh yeah if if tech if the texans win you have the uh, Clear Texans fairy tale storyline. Yep. And the other side of it, you have Joe Flacco returning to Baltimore. Oh, and man. I don't know if the universe is ready for that. That would be amazing <laughs> if that happened. We we can hope. Uh so stay tuned to see which one of those yeah. stories we're gonna be hyping up for next week. Yeah. And then the next storyline you have Tyreek returning to Arrowhead and yep. uh, Dolphins. I, both I, of these teams are kind of limping a little bit. I, right exactly. Now, I was gonna say I'm I'm super excited for that first game, but this second game I think could be really disappointing because when you think Kansas City and when you think Miami, your first thought is like, wow, explosive offense. But these teams limped into the playoffs thanks mostly to their defense, and their defense has even gone down in the last couple of weeks. So I, you know. In this one, I got to pick Kansas City just because of their history, their winning culture. You can't count out Mahomes and Kelsey in the playoffs. But Miami, it's like, what's going to happen? They had such a great start of the year. They had such high hopes. What's what's going to happen if they flame out in the first round again? Uh, disappointing end of the season, if that is how it ends, going to going to Arrowhead and losing in a snowstorm. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how this goes. They, they did... They beat the Cowboys, um, twenty-two twenty. Yeah. Um, a couple weeks ago, and then they played a really good Ravens team, and then lost to the Bills. But whoever wins this game is probably going to end up either them or the Ravens is going to end up representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. Be my prediction. Hmm. I would I, say that's a fair pick. It'll either be the winner of this game or or the Ravens. Yeah. Um. I so actually, I would so personally you're not putting too much stock my, in Buffalo then. No, Me my neither. my hot take would actually be 
one of these two teams probably to represent. Oh, wow. The AFC and the Super Bowl. That's just a hot take. I don't know if it's actually going to be right, but just on the spot, like that's what Hanky I'm going to say. I disagree with you on that one. <laughs> yeah, but we saw what happened when they with Lamar the first yeah. time, the last time in 2019, I think, when they were really, really good. They choked it away in the playoffs. But we got to keep moving here. Yep. And Bill Steelers, probably going to be a blowout. Yeah. And Packers Cowboys also probably going to be a blowout. At least I think I don't think the Cowboys will keep winning in the playoffs, but I do think they'll blow out a bad Packers That's team. That's true. I wouldn't be surprised if they blow out the Packers and then turn around and lose their next game against whoever it might be. That's what I think is going to happen, yeah. Um again, one of the, probably the probably the second or third best storyline has to be that next game. Yeah, Rams Lions. Rams at the Lions. Matt Stafford returning home. And to, Jared Goff. <laughs> exactly. Uh, two two quarterbacks facing their old teams. So definitely a grudge match, a little revenge story. Uh, the Rams, surprising that they made the playoffs. But again, they got a lot of the recipe for success with good weapons, good quarterback play, great coaching. Uh, really, really interesting to see who wins this game. And, and I don't know. They could make a run, whoever comes out on top in this one. Yeah. And then Monday Night Football, you got... The resilient, fantastic Tampa Bay Buccaneers um, playing, playing against a, a, playing a great stadium, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> lovely you've, you've lovely weather there. down in Tampa this time it of year. It is lovely weather. And then they're playing a Philadelphia team who has lost five of their last six. Yeah. So this will be – it will either be the Eagles get right game or it will be the Buccaneers uh, stepping on a – team that's going down and yeah. boosting them on their way to their Super Bowl run. Yeah. So <laughs> so a lot of people remember Philadelphia as the team that lost the Super Bowl last year. But if you look at the year before that, they were runner up in the NFC East and they started off by going down to Tampa and losing a playoff game by quite a bit. Uh, so I don't know. This game could go either way. It's it's been it's it's almost to that playoff rivalry level. But uh but Tampa's not super healthy right now either, so we'll we'll see what happens. I would be surprised if either of these teams wins more than one playoff game. Oh, I think the Bucks will win the Super oh, Bowl. Oh, Super Bowl. But... Yeah, Super Bowl or bust. <laughs> uh, so before we move off of these, we, we're excited for all of these games. But real quick, real quick take on the two teams that are not playing this week. Um, <clears throat> again, if it was me, I would have I would have uh tried to play a little bit more competitive in the last week of the regular season. I think it's smart to rest your starters and try not to get injured. But at the same time, Lamar Jackson and Brock Purdy, the next time they play football, it will have been almost three weeks since the last time they suited up. So hopefully they don't get too rusty. We're able to see some, some good competitive football and, and watch some fun NFL playoffs. Yeah. Well, that's all the time we have for today, but we are going to be back with more football talk, more local sports talk. So if you like this episode, keep listening, tell your friends, and we'll see you next time. Take care. Yeah, football.